1: Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show.
2: Good afternoon, and welcome to the Georgine Rice Show 93.9 KPDQ. I'm James Blind, the producer of the program, and I'm sitting here in the host chair. Don't ever tell her. Okay, you, you can tell her. She knew. But uh, we're here to do some Friday fun. We wanted to have a little of fun while Georgine is out and about. And of course, uh, please continue to pray for her as she's traveling internationally. Um, she'll be back in about a week or so and back on with us on the 12th of November. But in the meantime, please pray for her and the team that uh, she's out there with, that uh uh, good things will happen. They'll avoid uh, all the ba- uh, the bad things about traveling and uh, have a blessed time and be able to bless others. So uh, keep keep that in your prayers. And uh, she'll be back with us on the twelfth of November. We'll tell you a little later on in the program who'll be uh, sitting in this chair next week. Uh, warning: one of those days, maybe me again. So I apologize in advance for that. Um, I want to introduce who I've got with me today because by golly, I'm not doing this alone. Um, <laughs> Friday fun is uh, is is serious business around here, and uh, much thought goes into it. Uh, what you hear Georgine and I riffing on on a uh, Friday afternoon have typically been discussed, and uh, in some cases hashed hashed to death uh, over the course of a day. And uh, oftentimes we uh, use what Georgine refers to as the brain trust, and the brain trust is myself and Justin Mansfield, our program director, and of course Georgine. And uh, so we have uh, put together a bit of the brain trust today, but we're part of a brain short. We, we are. We are, are part of a brain short. And I'm not, so. I'm
3: not bringing it up uh, any at all, really.
2: <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, but we wanted to have a good friend of ours, uh, somebody I've known quite a long time now and appreciate is probably. One of the thousand funniest people I know. No, seriously, mm-hmm. one of the funniest, funniest people I know. Uh, Sam Whittington uh, from Comedy Sports and uh, just generally a very, very funny guy. We're going to talk to you in just a minute about some of the things that uh, – because I want people to know about comedy sports. I want people to know about what you do out there. All right. And uh, some uh, we were talking about it uh, with some of the uh, acting stuff you've done. People in Portland uh, that are listening right now, if if I think they, they may be able to jog them and go – I know exactly who that is behind the microphone right now.
3: You just might. There is many commercials out there I've done in the last few years. A lot of the car Chevrolet and car Nissan uh, commercials. We see a a larger bald man attempting to scale a very small rock and and paddle a kayak in the Sandy River. That's me. Um, I've also been heard on radio doing auto parts commercials. Uh, When the WNBA was in town, I did a couple, two or three uh, spots with them, with some of the players. Uh, I was a claymation guy. I
2: wanted to ask you about that. I was a claymation
3: guy for uh, Kiekelman's Teriyaki Marinade. That was my very first commercial gig. I got hired because they wanted someone who could make a lot of facial expressions. And so they they brought me down to Will Vinton Studios, which has now been changed hands a couple times. But that's where they made the claymation California Raisins. Mm, Um, So I I got to see the original California Raisins when I walked into the, the lobby there. And they took me back and they put me on green screen. And then they created the little claymation character out of me. The nicest thing they did to me, they gave me hair. That was the best.
2: <laughs> I've seen that commercial. You yep. posted it recently with uh, Will Vinton passing away, and yep. uh, yeah, that I, there. If I had seen that commercial, I would go, that that that's Sam. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's one of those things. It's oddly lifelike for something that's cartoon. Yes, mm-hmm. super cartoony. Couldn't couldn't ask
3: to have been made look better out of a lump of clay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so about oh probably now about. Easily, oh, got to be 20 years or more now, that uh, some friends of mine said, hey, on a Saturday night, I know this great place. I went a couple weeks ago with work. You got to come with me. It's this thing called comedy sports.
3: We've been in Portland for 25 and a half years now. Longest running show in Portland of any kind. Hmm. And we haven't, have not missed a weekend in 25 and a half years since May what, however many twenty five is from two thousand and eighteen um uh, we have not missed a single weekend We're still going strong. There's shows tonight and tomorrow night. If you want to come see me tomorrow, you would be more than welcome. We'd love to have you down there
2: and and for people you know, it's a lot of people I think immediately now we've certainly talked about comedy on this show we've talked about it on sure. on the station we've had uh, Christian comedians come in um but I think some people get the stigma of well, it's comedy and it's Portland. How foul is it? It's it's a
3: very special show in that there's not going to be anything said that is going to offend you. And if just if by chance anyone on our stage says it or even in our audience because our our whole show is improvised, we asked our audience for suggestions. We're going to put a brown paper bag on the top of your head and you're going to have to wear it in shame whether you're in the audience or whether you are are playing in the show. It's, it's just not allowed, and it's clean. I bring my kids. I've been bringing my boys there uh, ever since we uh, – We're I have two adopted boys, and I we've been bringing them since they were four years old. I'm not ashamed to bring them, and I'm not a, ashamed to b- bring my 80-year-old parents either. It's, it's good fun for everyone. Um, it's always different if you go, oh, I saw them 10 years ago. Yeah, you did, but you're never going to see the same show twice.
2: Well, I, a lot of comparisons, I think uh, – people make, and it, it certainly can go a little a little less family-friendly as the TV show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's a, a good basis comparison for, like, what can I possibly expect? Yeah, that type that's... of improv, only more competitive tournament. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, there, 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 there are things I'll say from time to time about Portland and, uh, you know, where maybe we could be better at, but comedy sports is one of the crown jewels of the city. And I say that having been to other comedy sports... Okay. Uh, sure. I've been to away shows and they're very good. They're very good. Mm-hmm. The most recently, a couple of years ago, I saw a show in Los Angeles. Very, yeah. very different culture. Um, yep. A lot of headshots. Yep. Um, But uh, the the difference for me was, I just was like, our guys are better.
3: That's that's and, a really big compliment. I've yeah. I've played down there several times, and and they have a really great group of of folks down there, and I got some good friends that. That are down there every week, and that's a that's a great compliment to hear.
2: And you know, it was one of those things where I go, I didn't see I, I didn't see a Sam out there, yeah. um, and so it, and that wasn't the and the, you know, you're immediately trying to compare, you know, seeing different styles and go, well, they're kind of like, but no, and it just showed how good and and you guys have won championships. Sure, we have. Um,
3: I've been on a couple winning teams uh, for the World Championships. It's held every year, a different city hosts. And uh, we have 25 cities uh, around the country. We have uh, Manchester, England, uh, Berlin, Germany, uh, which isn't, isn't playing too much anymore, but uh, we have many cities all across the United States. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's, noted, it's nice to know that I have this network of not just friends, but they're friends that have turned into family wherever I go. If I want to go on vacation... I got I got friends in every corner of the United States. It feels like,
2: and it does seem like. I mean, it does seem like it's a, a distinct brotherhood. I mean, certainly yeah. in good times and bad. And I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen the brotherhood come together in some ba- you know bad times over yeah. there and some good times because it's it's a group of people and yeah. it's a family. And I've I've Definitely. seen that yeah, uh, I've seen that borne out over the years. And that's part of what makes it so much fun to watch is you do kind of feel like you're not just in the audience at some points, you feel like you're a part of it. Yes,
3: absolutely. We, we want everyone to be comfortable, and we want everyone to want to come back. And if we don't treat them uh, really welcome with a welcome attitude, eh, you know, they, maybe they'll come back. But we want people to keep coming back because we're not ever going to feel bad of asking someone to come back and see us because it's not
2: going to be the same. Absolutely, and it never has been. Nope. And and the more people that come back, the better it is, because the bigger, the bigger the audience, the more the suggestions, the more the suggestions, the better the show, because you work yeah. with what you're given. That's very, very true. We're going to take a quick break here, and um, what we're going to do is we're going to go into a, a, a lovely tradition here at the Friday Fun. We're going to have some fun with some weird news, and uh, Sam's going to stay with us for the duration of the program. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about comedy sports. Make sure that you have the information where you can find out more about them and um, where you can check out the show. This is The Georgine Rice Show, 93.9 KPDQ. Back in a few.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on ninety-three point nine KPDQ.
2: Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show, ninety-three point nine KPDQ. I'm James Blind along with Justin Mansfield and our wonderful special guest Sam Whittington. Mm-hmm. We're having some Friday fun on this Friday afternoon. Sitting in for Georgine Rice, who's currently traveling. She'll be back in the 12th of November. So be praying for her on her trip. And um, want to uh, get into some Friday fun stories, some uh, weird news, as often we do here on the Georgine Rice Show on Fridays. It's been a long week, lots of news, and uh, certainly uh, this is on the lighter side of things. But before we do that, I just wanted to make sure people knew. uh, Sam, for comedy sports, if people want to check that out, what's the best way to be in touch?
3: You know, the best way is... Just go straight online. It's easy easy website, PortlandComedy.com. dot com. Super easy. Super and, easy. And if you and if you really just feel like you need to talk to someone, I can give the phone number to you. 503-236-8888. We have shows every Friday and Saturday night at eight o'clock, doors open at seven thirty. Uh, we often uh start selling out, especially in the wintertime, so it's a good idea to get your uh seats online. And uh, we'll be more than happy to see you there.
4: Do they still do the can can food thing?
3: Uh, we're not doing that okay. anymore. We we still we still partner with the Oregon Food Bank. Okay. Um, but we're not giving the the dollar off with every can of food. But if you want to bring us food, we will make sure that it goes to the Oregon Food Bank. Fantastic. So that's always always a good thing.
2: Absolutely, and and for those who can't get down there, it, certainly you guys. Um, do come to places. We are portable, very portable, very very portable. If you
3: know of a company, if you run a company, you know, if you just want company, we can come to you. We we do shows anywhere from from, you know, uh, elementary schools to we have honestly played a funeral before. So oh, wow. we we can do we can do everything in between. We do corporate training, so if your team maybe just needs to get along a little better, we have a lot of great ways that we could bring um, what we do, and not teach you how to be funny, but we can teach you how to get along and be more productive in your in your work. And plus, uh, we'll also tell you how to smell better.
2: Hey, that's <laughs> that is that is good news. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm sure I could use that. Yeah. Um, one of the things though you cannot teach is how to look like David Schwimmer. Have you ever been told, Sam, that you look like David Schwimmer from Friends? I've I've never told been told that i was told when i was 16
3: when i i still had hair i was a five foot eight look alike to larry bird
0: okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah just put that in your thought in your mind's um, eye and look at me a different way now because it's special
2: it, it's very special justin you want to <laughs> there is a guy out there who does i mean my voice is cracking that's how little i can handle the thought of that um Although I'd like to see you try and dunk, if we could do that after the show, let, let's let's, oh, let's go for I, that. Oh, I I have
3: a lot of spring in these old legs.
2: Okay, uh, Justin, you want to tell me about somebody who does look like David Schwimmer? But yeah, isn't? David
4: Schwimmer. If you're not sure, if you don't know exactly who David Schwimmer is, he of course played Ross on the TV series Friends back in the was
2: that in the nineties? That, that was the nineties. Yeah, that Boy. was yeah most of the nineties. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. So if you ever watched Friends, you'll know who who he was. But uh, police have identified a Ross Geller lookalike whose alleged robbery prompted thousands of online comments and a denial from Friends star David Schwimmer himself. A post appealing for information went viral after Facebook users noticed the suspect pictured uh, by uh, CCTV, that's closed circuit television, uh, basically security cameras, clutching a crate of beer resembled the sitcom character. Could we be any more overwhelmed with the response to our CCTV appeal about a theft at a restaurant in Blackpool? Lancashire police tweeted on Thursday after the alleged crime in an English seaside town. Could we be any more overwhelmed with the response to our CCTV appeal about a theft at a restaurant in Blackpool? Well, most importantly, we're now satisfied. We've identified the man in the still and our inquiries are very much continuing. Huge thanks for sharing it. Most importantly, We're now satisfied. We've identified the man in in the still and, well, I think I just said that, actually. Fans of the show have inundated Blackpool Police with uh, jokes after their appeal went viral. Uh, Quote, it's not been his day, his month, or even his year. One user (laughs) joked on Blackpool Police's original Facebook post, which was shared over 113,000 times before being deleted. Quote, I heard his getaway driver was stuck in second gear, another wrote, also mimicking the show's theme song. Uh, The episode, which one user dubbed the one where Ross became a thief, led to Schwimmer posting a video on his Twitter page, recreating the getaway. Quote, officers, I swear it wasn't me. As you can see, I was in New York. To the hardworking Blackpool police, good luck with the investigation, he wrote. That's just crazy. And I yeah, I saw that video when
2: he posted yeah, it. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, it it's I mean, great sense of humor on his part. Yeah, and I, it looked just like
3: I loved how the guy when he's walking through the store, he knew where those cameras were cuz he looked at them and he was like,
2: "Well, hello camera. It's yeah. Good to see you again." Yeah, it it was it was um it, <laughs> it was pretty funny. You know, it kind of reminds every once in a while you find you find you find something criminal that uh, looks like something that it's not as far as personality. The one that always comes to mind. I don't know if you remember many years ago when the Umo- Unabomber was out and about, mm, mm-hmm. and after a certain amount of bombings, they put out a sketch.
3: Yeah, there's oh, and there's people going, that guy lives down the street from me.
2: <laughs> to me, I thought it was weird. Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> had was, the right glasses. In the right dark, glasses, yeah, yeah. Uh, had a hoodie, kind of like he did in the uh, the fat video. So mm-hmm. I, I thought, I thought, oh no. My childhood hero is the Unabomber. That's not good. And that's... then, of course, you see Ted Kaczynski looked nothing like Weird yeah. Al Yankovic.
3: No, he kind of looked like a, a just a, a weirded out middle age uh, uh,
2: Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 a good point. That's yeah. So one of the things uh, you know, that I thought was interesting in the news, I, I caught this earlier this week, Sam. You know, you're you're, we, you're we have, going stolen colon, aren't I'm you? going stolen colon. I mean, hashtag oh. stolen colon. It, it's one of the weirder stories I've seen. We've done station events for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and every once in a while something goes amiss from the table. Um, we actually had a uh, we, we had a tent go missing for one of our stations for several years that yeah. turned up at somebody else's event, and we were able to reclaim it. This tops that. Yeah, totally. A little bit.
3: You want me to go for this one? Go for this Uh, one. A giant inflatable colon was stolen from the University of Kansas Cancer Center nearly two weeks ago has been found. The giant inflatable pilfered intestine was recovered from a house in Kansas City, Missouri, after investigators followed up on a tip. Kansas City Police Department tweeted on Monday that no one has been taken into custody yet, noting their investigation into the theft is ongoing. The stolen colon, weighing 150 pounds and costing more than $4,000, was poached from the bed of a pickup truck parked in a Kansas City neighborhood on October 18th, according to the Colon Cancer Coalition. It was supposed to be on display uh, at a breast cancer 5K on October 20th. Uh, They were offering a $1,000 reward, and luckily they found it colon is back where it belongs
4: yeah this isn't just a, a giant inflatable colon it's a walk through
2: colon like you can it's, walk it's through like the a, middle it's of a tunnel thing. it's a sen- yeah. i've seen yeah. the picture it's essentially a tunnel
3: and there's all kinds of bumps and nodules and ridges and uh luckily it was a cleaned colon that's always a plus <laughs> it's always a plus and uh uh, luckily, it wasn't you know one of those like, scratch-and-sniff colons, too. That's that's, yeah, that's also good, yeah. That is
4: definitely good. But yeah, it was meant to uh, educate people on colons and colon cancer. And,
2: uh, and the good side of it is because this one was stolen, they were able to uh, fundraise for some more, and they'll be able to educate more people on a good topic. Uh, yeah. But what a strange, strange item. And yeah. especially something to thieve, because... I think people on Craigslist or eBay are going to notice that one.
4: Yeah, that's for sure. And now there may value, actually not
2: high.
3: Yeah, not yeah. not quite the like the bounce house that you want to you know get for your kid's birthday
2: party. Yeah, that's no. that's going to be a letdown on your birthday morning to find out mom and dad didn't get you the bounce house; they got you the inflatable colon. We'll be back. 93.9 KPDQ the Georgine Rice show I'm James Bloom with Justin Mansfield and Sam Whittington joining you on this Friday fun sitting in for Georgine and since uh well I can't be behind the board while uh while I'm actually talking uh, the the esteemed <laughs> Chris Williams is engineering the program today thank you very much Chris for uh, doing that for us today and uh, we're making our way through some of the weird news some of the lighter news that uh, gets you through the week and uh Glad to be able to do it. And um, sometimes, uh, you know, they always say the curiosity kills the cat. Doesn't always help the dog so much either, does it, Justin?
4: No, no, not really. No. Sometimes you just, you know, you leave home and you don't think anything about what's going to happen with your animals while you're away. Well, a Detroit resident's home security camera captured the moment their dog turned on the oven and caused a box of soft drinks to explode. The resident said no humans were home at about 9 a.m. Monday when her dogs wandered into the kitchen. Quote, normally the dogs are blocked out of the kitchen, but they somehow pushed the gates through and made their way inside, the resident said. Home security footage shows one of the dogs, Dahlia, looking to see what was on the stove and accidentally turning on a burner. The burner causes a box of phago soda to ignite and the can soon start to explode. The resident said they did not arrive home until several hours later. Quote, I had just gotten home, and upon unlocking and opening my door, I heard a clicking sound coming from the kitchen. I ran inside to see what was going on, and I came across a 12-pack of pop that had burnt to a crisp on my stove. The resident wrote they had said the dogs were lucky the incident wasn't worse. Quote, luckily, the fire remained lit, and no gas poured out into the house.
3: I watched the video on this oh, one, man. and there was two dogs. They were bigger dogs. I, I'm not quite sure what, what breed, and there was one dog definitely doing all of the shenanigans and there was another dog in the corner you kind of just see him looking at and i couldn't tell if he was a lookout dog or if he was like the little brother going you're gonna be in so much trouble (laughs) when mom gets home and he was just stayed back over in the corner watching the whole thing and he didn't seem too phased by all of the other things this dog was doing because he tore that kitchen up there was there were stuff everywhere, and it didn't look like it was the kind of place where they just had a lot of garbage, you know, laying around on the floor yeah. and stuff. That dog had done some damage before he decided to go, huh, what are these funny little knobs do on this white box?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we have a three-and-a-half-year-old at home. We don't have a dog. We have a three-and-a-half-year-old, and she's at that point where it's, she doesn't know what button buttons and knobs do, but, you know, you put her in front of any of them, and she's going to check it out. And every once in a while... She nabs a, a dial on the stove, and we don't always catch it right away. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's always a fun adventure. Going, uh, why is the stove still? What's that smell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Needless to say, as a result, we don't keep anything like Fago on top of the stove anymore.
4: Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, you know, we have uh, a ten-year-old and an eight-year-old, and and uh, we don't even let them like microwave popcorn. When we're not home because it's just like you just never know i've seen popcorn become uh well wait till <laughs> they're older <Yeah. laughs> quite uh quite quite the uh the the flaming uh inferno actually andy Andy West our production director, I remember at our old at this at our old uh uh radio station we had got a brand new microwave right, and of course we're all used to at the time you know you put it in for like you know eight minutes because the old microwave is so terrible Took you a it took long time ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we got a brand new microwave. He throws in his popcorn, puts it in the normal, you know, however long it was we had to use before. And I, I think in about three minutes, that thing was in flames.
3: <laughs> it's, it's not quite like the old set it and forget it, Ron Popeil yeah. thing. It's, it's, it, you, you, you kind of got to watch it. They, mm-hmm. they even say they got the warning there. If it stops popping more than, you know, three seconds in between each pop, you need to take it out because yeah. you will have a really bad flame in your, in your mm. microwave. And, or just
2: really bad-tasting popcorn.
3: Yeah, because burnt popcorn does no. not taste nor smell
2: very well. No. No, no not at all. No, I remember an incident. I was, uh, regrettably, 17 at the time. And um, I had come home from school, and I was used to throw a, a hot pretzel in the microwave and uh, throw it on for a minute and a half, and then I, I had my after-school snack. All right. This particular day, I threw it in, hit uh, a minute 30, walked upstairs. And this is the early days of the internet, so I went upstairs to check my email a uh, fascinating new thing I had and <laughs> didn't realize hit it, hit it I'd hit an extra zero. 13 minutes? 13 minutes. So mm. about five minutes later, six minutes later, I come down and smoke is billowing all over the floor, all over that floor. The kitchen was covered. The dining room was covered. <laughs> it was in the living room. It was everywhere. The the family dog was looking at me like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. This is this beyond me. And, um, He's probably going. You're going to get your nose rubbed in this when your parents come home. <laughs> Pretty much, and um, so uh, I, I I go to the, I get over there. I take the the now charred pretzel out and I put it on the back porch, and uh, start cleaning things up a bit. There's a, a the, the there's a stain on the wall behind the microwave, <laughs> and just this worst stench. So I'm like, I'll I'll just call the non emergency number and say what see what they say. And so I call. And I said I don't know how to get the smell out. Uh, this is beyond me. And they said. Oh well, you know we're not busy this afternoon. We'll bring a fan on down. Okay, cool. So I have this in, in my in my vision. I have this fire chief showing up with a van uh, with a, with his uh, pickup truck or whatever, and and a fan in the back. About two minutes later, here oh, no. as two fire trucks pull up my block.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness! They and were one bored.
2: by one, laughing firemen kept asking me to tell them the story. <laughs> And it was all good and fine until this as they was wrapping up and packing everything up. up I like, pulled my parents. They are busted. <laughs> and they they had this look of there's fire trucks in front of the house. This can't be good. And by the time the fire chief was done talking to them, they were laughing at me too. D- looking back on it now, I'm not sure that you can blame them. No, I no, d- no in in retrospect, no. As as a parent now myself, I I kind of get it. <laughs> there's no damage, no harm, no foul, but uh you know, a, a, a small homeowner's claim was made to uh, clean out the uh, uh, get the fabric done, yeah. cleaned and stuff, and the wall repainted. But uh, other than that, now the big question I know it's it's on
3: everyone's hearts and minds. How do you feel about soft pretzels now?
2: I you know I can't eat them, but that's because I've developed a gluten intolerance. Okay, other, but well that's I, fair then. That's I, fair. I had a long my 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 uh, love of hot pretzels did not die that day. Oh, good.
3: Because <laughs> I was going to take it on for you. If you didn't love them anymore, I, will, I would take that on for you.
2: I'm, oh, I, I'm a friend. I know. And friends, You're a giver. You're I a am. giver. I'm a
3: giver. That's, that's what I could offer.
2: Well, you know, we're talking about food, and uh, you know, we're getting around to Thanksgiving time. And one of the things that uh, you know a lot of people like is the green bean casserole. Yeah. Love it. Um, it you know, is my favorite. And sad news from the world of the green bean casserole. The woman who created the Thanksgiving staple, enjoyed by millions has died at the age of 92. Um, Campbell Soup officials say the New Jersey resident was the driving force behind the popular dish made with green beans and cream of mushroom soup and topped with crunchy crunchy fried onions. The company said it's the most popular recipe ever to come out of its corporate Mm. kitchen, and the recipe's website got 2.7 million visits last year's holiday alone. And you know, when we come back from the break here in just a moment, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, about uh, you know the, the green bean casserole specifically. But you know, that's one of the the, the great parts about being in November now. Now that uh, October is gone, mm-hmm. uh, we're heading into what I like to refer to as the food season. Uh, With the the wonderful foods that we we get around the Thanksgiving season and then, of course, Christmas with it's equally wonderful but different meals. And uh, So I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit when we come back about uh, some of our favorite dishes. And, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with a little food talk on a Friday. Definitely not. It's Friday food and fun. I like it. I'm James Blind along with Justin Mansfield and Sam Whittington, 93.9 KPDQ-FM. This is the Georgine Rice Show, and we shall return.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ FM. I'm James Blind along with KPDQ program director Justin Mansfield mm. and from Comedy Sports, my good friend Sam Whittington. I'm looking at you right now. That's mm. true. You are. Right across the table from me. We're sitting in for Georgine on Friday fun. Georgine's still traveling. She'll be back on the 12th. Mm -hmm. And so we're making our way through some of the weird news of the week. And uh, I I believe we have another story. We got a good one. A Florida
3: correctional officer and his wife smuggled McDonald's and a cell phone into the jail that he was working at. The... uh, Gary Alford, a Miami-Dade correctional officer, and his wife, Shantika, were arrested Thursday and charged with multiple felonies, including introduction of contraband into a county detention facility. Investigators said they were tipped off by an inmate who said he had promised to pay Gary $1,000 to bring in a cell phone. According to the Miami Herald, an undercover Miami-Dade de- detective made contact with the Alfreds and arranged the delivery of the cell phone and payment. The phone was later found inside the detention center with the inmate source. Now I, I kind of get the cell phone, but this is where I just I, you just kind of got to draw the line. Shantika, the wife, was also allegedly paid five hundred dollars to smuggle in McDonald's quarter pounder burgers and lemon pepper chicken wings into the jail.
2: Well, the one thing, I, I, I've never heard of a McDonald's that offered lemon pepper chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, no, I'd never no, heard no, of that, anyway. so I don't
3: know if that was, you know... Well, a stop it, at Buffalo
2: Wild Wings maybe, or
3: something? Maybe that, but I, you just can't pay that much for McDonald's.
4: No. No, no. I mean, I mean even though those new quarter pounders are this nice fresh beef, mm-hmm. which is really tasty, which the one by us actually recently ran out of beef when we went to try and get the quarter pounders.
2: Okay, how does how does any hamburger restaurant of any type run out of meat? That's well, the, I no well idea, that new one special, is fresh. Yeah, special like oh, fresh okay, meat. Yeah. It's
4: not like the the meat that you get on the Big Mac or the regular hamburgers mm-hmm. or anything. They have special fresh meat. And they have a few other burgers that are using it yeah. on too now. Uh but the quarter pounders they've started doing that and uh yeah, they, they 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 ran out of of meat and we couldn't have a quarter pounder.
3: They're they're like 4.99. So this is a pretty huge markup to pay yes. $500. That, that's yeah. like
2: that's like Uber Eats with ultra surge pricing. Yes, yeah, ultra surge it's, pricing.
3: It's it's not something I don't think I'd pay for. Maybe a McRib, maybe, maybe. out of season. I, yeah, I, out I, of yeah.
4: out of McRib season. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Luckily, sure. it's back now, so we can all rest
2: easy. <laughs> so, in talking about food a little bit, we talked about the green bean casserole and the creator passing away and how popular that is. And of course, for some people, it's McDonald's. And uh, you know, we we get into the season. Of course, we're just kind of in the season of everything pumpkin spice and uh, mm-hmm. we've got the thanksgiving foods just around the corner and uh, shortly thereafter all the wonderful christmas stuff the ham the you know, everything you know yeah. we got turkeys coming it's it's all sorts of good stuff this time of year in the whittington household what are what are some of your favorite oh dishes? i have i have way too many
3: favorite dishes thanksgiving is the big big uh holiday for our family i'm the youngest of six kids and that's the one holiday every year that my mom says, all right, all kids, all grandkids, great grandkids, can we just get together one time and we'll do a big potluck dinner. My my mom um, kind of coordinates it all, and then we all take on our own food rolls and we just bring stuff. Mm-hmm. We all meet in in a church that we all used to go to. They still like us so much, they let us use their kitchen and their gymnasium and and there's usually around fifty of us there, so lots and lots of options in the Whittington family. There's always going to be ham. There's always going to be turkey. We have to have both mashed potatoes and and stuffing or dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, green bean casserole a must. I have a sister in law who makes this Nestle's Toll House cookie pie. Oh, spectacular! Mm. And I have another sister-in-law who makes this. Oh, uh, maybe it's called a Waldorf salad. It's this apple salad. Um, that's that's really really good too. Hmm. So we we have a couple that's always always there, and then and then after that it's kind of a free for all. But you know, there's usually two or three different people who bring green bean casseroles because it, it's a must. Mm-hmm. It's a must in. For the Whittingtons. It just is. I make them throughout the year. I I enjoy I enjoy the little concoction of canned green beans and uh and 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 the like whatever else goes in it, mushroom soup and
2: crispy onions. Yeah, definitely. And what rolls for <clears throat> your household, Justin?
4: Well, yeah, Thanksgiving's actually uh again very similar to you. The the only time that the whole Mansfield clan gets together. And uh, we used to do Christmas as well, but it just became too much with everybody's families kind of going around. So now it's, yeah, Thanksgiving is the main one. Yeah, green bean casserole is a must. My specialty uh, is uh, the mashed potatoes, which, uh, you know, 10 pounds of of mashed potatoes includes, uh, you know, a a, a full pound of butter, a full pound of cream cheese and a full pound of, uh, of, um, of sour cream.
3: I'm happy to hear that you're not just doing it.
2: You're getting a standing ovation from our, our <laughs> studio <laughs> engineer, Chris Williams, by the way. Just so you know, thank yeah.
3: you for not just going. Oh, we put a little salt and a little butter or something, and I mean, you're you're yeah, no, doing it right.
4: Yeah, yeah. We have to, you know, fully, you know, make it fattening and yes. and, and, and creamy. Sure, and you know, and you got to make sure there aren't any lumps in there, and so you know, uh, you know, and then and then of course when it's if if, if there is any leftover, mm-hmm. I of course have to you know put it in the pan with some some cheddar cheese and you know make it even more uh, of a heart attack on a plate but it's it's uh, it's quite tasty and uh, that's yeah so that one's that one's my specialty is the mashed potatoes like but yeah that. the green bean casserole is definitely a must my sister makes this uh uh dessert that's this uh pumpkin crunch thing that's kind of like it's kind of like a pumpkin pie but without the the crust but with like uh with nuts on the top okay and so it's like a little pumpkin bar that that has the, all these uh, like sweet nuts on the top, and it's yeah, it's it's quite tasty. It's I'll one of my take two things. of those. Yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. If we can get those served up, you know, at the end of the show, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be super good.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a mashed potato guy. I mean, it used to be a lot more towards the stuffing. My grandmother made an amazing Hungarian stuffing mm. every year, and it's it's still. One of those things, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of my favorite things I've ever eaten, but uh, the, the amount of gluten in it, unfortunately, makes it a little bit hard to eat these days. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the mashed potato thing, and uh, I, I always like to experiment a little bit with them and make them nice and uh, make them very nice and fattening. But uh, one of the things I, I love my my mashed potatoes to have is a healthy dose of garlic. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong uh, with that. Nothing
3: wrong with that Nothing
2: wrong with that until the year I discovered very tragically, yes, there actually is a thing as too much garlic. Yeah, and,
3: you can do uh, too
2: much. You, you can do too much. I didn't think I was near the line. Yeah. I not only crossed it, I leaped across it with <laughs> with abandon. Apparently, mm. and uh, we we had a, a college student living with us at the time, and who uh, was one of the most polite people you ever met. And he was eating it, going, and, and he's trying to smile. And uh, you know, and my wife was just like. Babe, hey, this is disgusting. We we too much. We, we, we love garlic. You know, we both. It's like the more garlic, the better. Put more in, put more in, <laughs> put more in. And yeah. this was, would you like some potatoes with your garlic? Um, <laughs> this past Monday night? And so finally, he was just so relieved. We both go, oh, man, this is terrible. He's like, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I feel I feel bad for him, but I, we've all been in that situation when, oh, yes. when you're like... I'm at someone's house and I don't want to tell them. And you just, you got to be sneaky, but sometimes you just got to go, okay, we're friends. I can tell you this. It's not good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, certainly early on in in my marriage, uh, between my wife and I, uh, our desire to entertain far exceeded our skill in cooking the meal for said entertaining. <laughs> so there were, there were probably a few of those. You know, we're heading up towards the uh, top of the hour here. And uh, before we take our break in just a couple of minutes, I, I wanted to... Um, Let people know that, uh, of course, we're filling in for Georgine. She'll be back on the 12th. But uh, also wanted to give you a quick heads up what's coming up next week on the show. And um, we've got uh, more guest hosts. Starting off, though, we'll have Monday, the best of the Georgine Rice Show. Tuesday, Ron Amal from Transitional Youth will be uh, guest hosting the program. And uh, we'll be doing a, uh, a campaign for Transitional Youth coming up on the 15th. So I'm sure she'll talk about that. Wednesday, we'll round up Election Day, um, everything going on there, and uh, I'll be along to host that. We'll have a lot of election-related guests, including Jason Williams from Oregon's Taxpayer Association. We'll have some national guests as well. Thursday, Joseph Anfuso from Forward Edge International will be our guest host. And Friday, uh, longtime local pastor Clark Tanner, serving with Pastor Serve, uh, will join us as well. We've got uh, another full hour of Friday fun coming up after this break where we'll take a look at the news and traffic. So please stay tuned. This is the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast, is aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: Welcome back. The second hour of the Georgine Rice Show. Friday fun on your Friday afternoon. I'm James the producer of the program, along with uh, Justin Mansfield, our program director, and our good friend Sam Weddington from Comedy Sports. We'll mm-hmm. introduce you to him as we go along. And behind the board uh, with all the knobs and dials and um, a couple of uh, pulley systems, complex as they may be. Chris Williams is serving us back there today. Glad to have you along. Georgine is, of course, traveling. She'll be back on the 12th, so pray for her as uh, she uh, continues to serve abroad. And um, Justin, uh, you know, it, we're, we're just about at the the weekend uh, Friday fun. It's uh, good yeah. to have uh, Sam Winnington with us. Definitely, and, uh, really happy to be here. Really glad you're here. And um, one of the ways that, uh, that Justin and I got to know Sam over the years is a, a thing called comedy sports. So first of all. For those the uninitiated who should be initiated,
3: yeah the, everyone really needs to know about comedy sports uh, as an organization, comedy sports worldwide has been around since the uh, latter half of the of the eighties uh, mm-hmm. started in uh, Wisconsin because that's the mecca really for for all improv but uh, importantly, we've been around for twenty five years I have been uh I can say this with a with a true and honest heart. I feel blessed that I have been able to perform with them. Next month in December will be my 21-year anniversary. And uh, we still are doing shows every weekend, every Friday and Saturday at 8 o'clock. You can always go to Comedy Sports' uh, website here in Portland. Super easy. PortlandComedy.com. And uh, we we just have a great time there. It's a show where everything is made up based on audience suggestion. No two shows are the same. We have different, we call them players. You might want to call them an actor, uh, different players in every show. And we play different games with different suggestions, different outcome every single time. And what's really, really great about it is it's, it's a show for everyone. It's a show that, that you can bring your young kids to and you can bring your grandparents to. And you're not going to be embarrassed by anything that you uh, see or hear there. And if by chance every every once in a while we do, you know what? We'll just we will literally throw a brown paper bag on your head and make you wear it with shame.
4: Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that comedy sports came out of Wisconsin. I mean, I always assumed the comedy there would be kind of cheesy. Oh, that's yeah. a groaner foul. That's the groaner, that, groaner that, foul. That, that, see, that would this be So
2: you know, good, yeah. good.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Got the groaner foul. Got, Got groaner that foul out of down. the way. Yeah, yeah there there
2: are. there are two fouls.
3: There is a they? brown bag foul. Yep. Which, which, described. which we described in a groaner foul. We don't want to make you groan like you just did to exactly, us. Exactly, exactly. It happens, but we don't want it to.
4: I work with him every day.
3: It happens that's a lot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but usually I just give him kind of a headache. He gets... It, right, yeah, starts, right, 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 right in the middle. Right in the, the, temple. Middle, yeah. right. the oh, temple, right that's, there. It's that's like, a tough
2: tough place to get him. It is, it is, yes. <laughs> um, and so for those people who you know uh, don't aren't able to go down there or just doesn't suit their time schedules or whatnot comedy sports can come to you. You are portable.
3: Absolutely. We can can go to anywhere. We can go to your church, your school, your work, your home. I have performed on a banister in someone's home for seven people that wanted us to make them laugh for a half hour. We can customize our show to make it be about you. Uh, it's still hundred percent improv. We're not going to pre-write anything, but we'll find out stuff about you, your company, your church, and we're going to make it about you. And, and it's, it's always makes you look like you are the most brilliant party planner in the world when you bring in talent like us. And it's not that we're so expensive that you can't afford us. We're very, very affordable yet very, very expensive at the same time. You know, you want to. You know, you just got to do it to find out what it's all about.
2: You know, it's one of those things too uh, that um, I, I, you know, I I believe in telling people about comedy sports. I mean, I've been going for nearly two decades to Mm -hmm. shows, and um, you know, I. it's always one of those things it's like hey you should ch- have you have you been oh you got to go mm-hmm. and i used to joke that it was kind of a litmus test with uh, when i was single oh to find out if they were going to work for you or not yeah the yeah the the, the uh would would the sense of humor work mm-hmm. um and uh well, my wife obviously passed obviously uh, but one of our earliest dates was in fact comedy sports yeah mm-hmm. and so i mean it it's still you know and i kind of hold to that as like you know one of our first dates was here and you yeah. know so it's it's always fun to relive that although um you know, when, when it's your anniversary and you're at comedy sports, um, be prepared to be embarrassed. You well, were just
3: y- you were just there on your last on and, your last anniversary, I believe. Yep, uh, and you, you caught there? it on
2: Facebook. I and did. I didn't even tell you. You didn't. And I, I stalk I, my
3: fans on oh, Facebook.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you know, before I know it, um, there there I forget it was a, a audience participation game. They needed two people's day in a life, mm-hmm. and. Um, Sam stands up from the sidelines and says, "I know of somebody with an anniversary here today." Immediately, my wife and I, who unfortunately were in the front row this particular week, uh, (laughs) are just start sliding down in our chairs. And I kind of go, "It was you." It's like
3: he didn't. He didn't. Oh, I did. And he did. And it felt so so good. good. Yeah, (laughs) I will do it again next year if you dare come on or around your anniversary.
4: Well, I, and I actually I, I uh, arranged his bachelor party and that was also at Comedy, Comedy Sports. Sports see yeah we yeah.
3: we do we've played bachelor parties we have bachelor bachelorette parties come and make us part of their evening um
2: and that was what I you know it's one of those things where you know I have friends and family of diverse backgrounds some some people are very you know very much want a Safe environment, and I totally respect that. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, that was one of the... Where I knew that it was something that... You know what? The people who... They would rather probably be somewhere else doing other things for someone's bachelor party. They're still going to have fun. Yeah. And that was exactly what I was looking for. And that that was why it was kind of a no-brainer. We had comedy sports play
3: at our wedding reception. My wife and I just celebrated 20 years last month. And we... We had them play, so so we we didn't we didn't do any dancing or anything like that at a reception. It was a very very kind of old school, and they were a perfect fit for us. Made everyone laugh. Yeah. no one was uncomfortable. No one goes, oh, I don't want to do that, or I I wish we did more than that. Everyone was happy. It was mm-hmm. a great great time.
4: Yeah, and it's great because everybody gets to participate. You know, if yeah. you want to, you know, you ask for suggestions. Yeah and uh, everybody can I, can be a part of
3: yeah, it. Yeah, I I want everybody to know I I picked on James cuz I knew I could. We don't <laughs> we don't generally do that. We're we're not going to force you to to participate if you don't want to. It truly we don't want we don't want anyone to go, "Oh, they've made me feel really uncomfortable and embarrassed." Yeah. Like no. that.
2: We we don't do I that. I think that's the second time it's happened to me by by because I think uh, I think some I did get um Pulled up on, on stage for that bachelor party. But yes, you I, did. I believe you did. That, yeah. That's fine. That's that's uh, to be expected. If that's the worst thing that happens to you, uh, that, that's that's all good. Yeah, it's yeah, not like no, when it's, you... It's not like if you're at a stand-up comedy show and the comedian decides, oh, you're a good target. Yeah, and um, we don't have any targets
3: in our audience.
2: We just want everyone to have a good time. And that's and that's something I I can vouch for having you know I probably. It, it ebbs and flows with seasons with a three and a half year old. I don't get down as often as I'd like, but, uh, you know, certainly something we go to several times a year. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly, uh, I've certainly never been offended. That's good. Yeah. Um, Me neither. So I've been, I've been greatly humored, but never offended. Yeah. sounds like we're doing our jobs. Sounds like
0: it. Very nice.
2: Well, Sam, I have you stick around for the rest of the hour. You're with us in the first hour. And, uh, when we come back from the break, uh, Let's uh, hit on some more of the weird news that's going on around uh, the world that uh, makes us smile and laugh in a way that maybe the regular everyday news doesn't do right now. Um, we're going to continue with more of the Georgine Rice Show for Justin and Sam. I'm James. We'll be back.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast, it's aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: It's Friday Fun on the Georgine Rice Show, 93.9 KPDQ FM. I'm James Blend along with Justin Mansfield and Sam uh-huh. Whittington. Hello, and uh, we're going through some of the lighter news as uh, this Friday progresses, and um, as we're in the five o'clock hour and uh, the weekend has begun. Uh, certainly, want to uh, start that off on a lighter note, and um, hopefully uh, ease you into a nice, relaxing weekend. And uh, we'll we'll start uh, with a little bit of physical exercise. Are you sure? I I think it doesn't so. sound very relaxing. You know, it doesn't sound relaxing, no. but you know you. They say you're more relaxed after physical exercise, so I'm just going to go with that. Okay. I, I, I got to try that physical exercise thing someday.
3: I haven't uh, done it since high school football, really, so I'm, I'm ready for it. I,
2: I look at it this way. Eventually, I'll procrastinate to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, We've Other. been planning to, to take walks at like lunchtime
4: or whatever. We've been talking for, about that for yeah, 14 years. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: so you know, eventually, we may actually do that. I think we yeah. did it once back in about 08. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then have. the recession hit. We stopped. Yeah.
3: Couldn't afford it anymore, really. We couldn't, no, no, no. we couldn't afford the free walk. Do you think that we should go to Japan right now? Because that's where I'm heading to. I don't think I can walk
2: there. Probably not. I I think
3: that's probably a better idea.
2: Yeah. I need galoshes at least.
3: Yeah. At at minimum. And water wings. Yep. All right. A Japanese jump rope enthusiast broke a Guinness world record for most skips over a rope in twenty four hours when he hit a total of one hundred and fifty one thousand four hundred and nine skips. Oh my goodness. I don't think I'm going to do this man's name very much justice, but I'm going (laughs) to give it a go. Hajiki Ikuyama, 36, who had previously broken numerous rope skipping world records, alternated between using a larger rope held by assistants and by using his own smaller rope when he spent 24 hours working to beat Isabel Bush's record of 151,036 skips. He went on to say that it was so tough he had to take a 10-minute break every 20 minutes. The guidelines allowed me to skip a large rope spun by assistance, so the plan was to altern- alternate between a large rope and a short rope. But for the long rope, we didn't practice together beforehand and we couldn't synchronize properly, so I kept on tripping on the rope and losing time. Eight hours before the end of the attempt, attempt, I ditched the large rope and skipped solo. I thought I had to go for it and push the limit. He finished with his grand total of 151,409 skips to take the record. That's, I I can't even imagine. I just, I just can't imagine what his arms and legs had to have felt like after that. I know you can practice for it, but it's not like you're going to give a 24-hour practice to this you're gonna no. do it in
2: shorter periods Yeah, two of time. and three and four and yeah, maybe even a six-hour burst sure
3: yeah. sure i don't uh, there's no possible way that i could do this i couldn't mm. even train for it and be ready for it in the next six months to a year
2: no i yeah, I, uh, I don't think so either i mean i had a friend who did uh you know and i've done i've done a decent amount of walking in a day before um especially uh we'll talk about this place in a minute uh, the 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 land of the mouse as it mm-hmm. were yeah mm-hmm. i do find i do my most my, most oh, yeah. of my yearly walking in, in anaheim but uh the um i had a friend who recently did a charity walk 100 uh, 100,000 steps in a day wow, and, which is about 40 miles mm-hmm. that's, that's more than a marathon and yeah. it was I, I just and probably more than i do any a year um <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. There's no way that you can, I mean, you can build up, and you can build up your strength, your yeah. stamina, but you're probably not going out and doing that 100,000 steps as a practice run. No, no. Uh, and if you do, thing. you're
3: going to pay for it for many, many days.
2: Absolutely. It's not like, oh, I'll do the dress rehearsal the day before, and the next day we'll do it for real. No,
3: no, no, no you won't. Yeah. And
4: that, yeah, yeah. No, back in, uh, back in 2007, actually, uh, my wife Michelle and I trained to do a, to walk, a half marathon okay That's and a so 13 miler yeah so 13 okay. miles so i think i think in practices we got up to maybe nine miles something like that they said that once you, if you're able to get there you were you were fine and you would be able to make it to the or nine or ten miles you yeah. could make it to the 13 but uh yeah that was that was brutal and i i, I can't imagine quite <laughs> honestly doing that again it was it was it was rough we did the uh, the helvetia half marathon Oh, and wow. uh, okay. got a Helvetia burger at the end, which was oh, kind of nice. That's Although, a nice reward. You know, yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, for all that walking. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I don't even know how many steps that was. I didn't have a Fitbit or anything at the time. So
2: I yeah, I, no know, I know. I always joke the, the last time uh, we went to uh, uh, Disneyland uh, last summer, mm-hmm. it was over five days, and we did nearly two marathons. In those five days. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's one of those things you're, you're walking around and, and you kind of feel like you're going to die. I'll be honest. At some points, you're walking around. Now, Justin, you've got a story. <laughs> uh, that, speaking so, speaking, speaking of, of Disneyland and dying. Uh, feeling um, like you're going to die. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The, uh, the Disney theme parks have actually ranked among the world's most popular vacation spots. But uh, for some guests, the resorts are a little more permanent. Uh, a permanent place of of, of rest, An if annual you will. Pass.
2: Rest and residence.
3: Yes,
4: yes. So, so
2: they're not annual
3: pass holders. <laughs> no. Well, maybe just in a in their own, <clears throat> own weird little club.
4: Yeah. Employees at Disneyland in Anaheim and the uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando uh, tell the Wall Street Journal that the parks have become a favorite spot for visitors to scatter the cremated ashes of their loved ones. A Disney spokeswoman said such scattering of ashes on company property was strictly prohibited and unlawful, adding that guests attempting to do so with the remains of family members or friends will be escorted off the property. Although it might be a little bit difficult to escort those the, the said former family member off the property at that point. But that hasn't stopped some guests from going to great lengths like smuggling ashes into the parks via prescription pill bottles and makeup compacts to ensure that their loved ones can spend eternity at the happiest places
2: on Earth, according to the
4: report. Employees told the I mean, journal... I know
2: the line at Space Mountain is long sometimes, but... Yeah, oof, yeah.
3: You gotta do something to pass the time.
2: I guess. I guess, I guess. Yeah, Hold but,
3: my place, I'm gonna go scatter grandpa. Oof.
4: But they're saying that about once a month... Human ashes have been spread in flower beds and shrubbery inside the parks, and classic attractions like Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion are also uh, very popular places. And the uh, the Haunted Mansion, uh, it says, probably has so much, so many human ashes in it that it's not even funny. That's that's really a that's a very uh, specific amount of ashes. Yeah, that is, so much that it's not it's, funny. Do you, do you think is there a they... funny amount of ash? I, I don't know. I, I'm not I, do I they do they do they
3: measure it in in people or in pounds
4: That's a good question. I don't know. They seem to be measuring it in in funniness, which i don't I don't see how that would be funny, but.
3: Is Walt there?: <laughs>
2: That's a good question.
4: <laughs> I thought he was frozen.
2: boy, there are so many rumors as to where Walt is, isn't there I don't, Does anybody really know what's for sure? Yeah, I think it's kind of like Chicago song.
3: Does, does anybody, anybody really know? know what time it is? Yeah. yeah does anyone really know where Walt is?
2: Of course, the next line is, does anybody really care? But, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, when when
4: ashes are discovered, employees are required to temporarily close the attraction due to technical difficulties, while custodians use an ultra-fine vacuum to clean up the ashes.
2: So, in other words, if you want your dear loved one to end up in someone's shop vac, bring them to Disneyland or Disney World. Yes, yes. In other words, maybe it's better to do something else. Yeah, that would be a good, a good plan.
4: Find somewhere a little more natural than a theme
2: park. Yeah, just a Go little bit. Go to Knott's Berry Farm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, LeBran's <Universal>. pits. <laughs> you, you, oh. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we're going to look at uh, things that you should not do in lieu of trading in your iPhone. And also we'll uh, talk about, as we're heading into the uh, Christmas shopping season, um, perhaps some behaviors you should not embrace. Uh, we've got some Friday fun for you. I'm James Blend along with Justin Mansfield and Sam Whittington. We will return on the Georgine Rice Show on ninety-three point nine KPDQ.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on ninety-three point nine KPDQ.
2: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. I'm James Blend sitting in for Georgine along with Justin Mansfield and Sam Whittington. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're having a bit of Friday fun, um, either, uh, either we're having Friday fun or this the, just the two worst hours of radio I've ever known to mankind. So hopefully it, uh, um, you know, if, you, if you're really in, enjoying it, uh, my, my, my name is Jane Flind, and if you're not, my name is Justin Mansfield, just saying.
4: Well, and, uh, you know, sadly we don't have the live studio audience to, you know, tell us if we're
2: in any way, shape, or form humorous. Well, that, that's because I, I hold proprietary rights on the studio audience and I don't have the button near me, so. Oh, okay, all right. So there, there, there is that, but, uh, uh, certainly appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, Georgine is back on the 12th and, uh, we'll have a great week of broadcast coming up next week. We'll talk about that before we wrap up the program, but we've got some more, uh, of the, um, uh, fun news, the lighter side of the news. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, we've got a whole new batch of, uh, iPhones that are just out on the market and, uh, Everybody is racing to the Apple store and racing to their respective cell phone dealers to trade them in for the latest and greatest. I'm not one of them, but uh, certainly uh, a lot of people are doing it. Um, But some people decide to do other things with their iPhones before they go out and get a new one. And a California YouTuber set out to answer a little-asked question. Can an iPhone survive being dropped into an abandoned nuclear plant's cooling tower? This sounds like something Homer Simpson would have done by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento-based YouTuber TechRax, was that his name? TechRax, R-A-X. Wow, TechRax. I don't, I, I don't know what his parents were thinking, um, when, uh, when he named, the, uh, they named their child that. But I guess he was destined to become a yeah. YouTuber, uh, oh. with a name like that. All oh, little TechRax, how cute you look. Is um, that his
3: first or last name? Is what I want to know.
2: Uh, clearly, it's kind of like Madonna or Cher. It's it's a, a, a uniname. Oh, okay. Good. Um, he specializes in unusual smartphone stress tests, because we all need those. And he posted a video showing how he drop-tested an iPhone down the cooling tower of a closed nuclear power plant. I guess it's better than an open one. Yeah. Uh, the video shows the vlogger using a drone to lift the phone high above the tower at the unidentified plant and drop it into the cooling tower. He was surprised to discover after the retrieving the phone from inside the facility. I don't think I would have done that either, because even closed. Oh my, yeah. He now and has three arms. Techrax now has three arms. Don't so you, you think know.
3: that there's some security
4: guards around there too?
2: You would, you would hope, but apparently not. Maybe this not, is. It well, huh? is
4: closed, so maybe they don't. Uh,
2: apparently, it survived, other than a cracked screen. That's pretty spectacular, wow. really. It's um, pretty impressive. That that said, he grew a third arm and Siri grew two. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, all was well. Uh, I don't think I would uh, recommend this activity, nor would I ever go that close to a nuclear power plant. No, Open, I, or even if,
3: even if it's decommissioned, I, mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't see the the upside of of where anyone's going to be in that kind of situation where they go, "Oh, I just dropped it down the tower, and oh, it'll be fine
2: because." Mm-hmm tech racks already did it, so we know we're golden. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They did it on YouTube, so it must be okay.
3: Sure, because if it's on the internet, it's it's not only real, it's good
2: to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
4: And I know that's a question that, you know, I mean, that's a question I've been asking is, you know, can an iPhone survive a fall into a, a nuclear cooling tower?
2: It's one of life's great mysteries finally solved. Yeah. Well, it it reminds me of uh, the you know because we have internet memes that go on throughout the over the years. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a really twisted version of something that was popular probably about ten years ago at the early days of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Will it blend? Will it blend? Yeah, <laughs> that, that where the 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 uh, the nice folks at Blend Tech Blenders uh, would take their product and uh, repeatedly see if it will blend. Reminds and, me uh, of the multiple iPhones were blended over yeah. the years. So. Do you,
3: do you remember going way back in comedy history, back to the early days of Saturday Night Live, you had the bass o The Bass-O-Matic. With uh, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. That is much better use of a blender than putting an
2: iPhone in it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Now, of course, we mentioned earlier that uh, you know we're in this, the season of uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas foods coming upon us, and... Uh, one of the things that you need to do to get those foods, I think, is pretty obvious. In, in, unless you are self-sufficient in that area, um, you, you need to go shopping. farmer. Farmer or hunter. Or hunter. Uh, hunter-gatherer. Uh, the, hunter-gatherer, yep. Uh, then you're probably heading to the store at some point, or whether or not be that for food, for gifts as well. Um, you know, preferably for me. Uh, but, um, you know, gifts. And uh found an article this week that talked a little bit about the various type of shoppers that you find at a certain warehouse store mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of us shop at, and yeah, gotta um, have
3: the card to get inside. They have to have the card to get inside, and, and to the, get out, they gotta mark sure.
2: mark your receipt with mm-hmm. a
3: highlighter. Exactly,
2: yeah. that's the, that's the one. And I thought that it would be interesting to look at some of these types of shoppers because you know those of us who have been to this warehouse store have seen many of these people um uh, and also you see them in every you know in every store especially as it gets more and more crowded throughout december and then there's some th- times where you look at the types of people and uh, we'll address this as we get through where it's like you know what know, actually nothing wrong with that i don't have yeah. a problem with that type of person mm-hmm. um you know there are certainly most uh, often know.
3: i do that when i'm that guy exactly <laughs> and that's and that's what they always say if you don't
2: see this person in the room you're them you yeah are. exactly um, the the uh, the crawler, Justin. Why don't you tell us a bit about the crawler? The crawler, the slow-moving shoppers
4: who move their carts through the warehouse at a tortoise's pace, moving at half a mile an hour max. Are they looking at every single product? Is this their sole outing for the day? Please step it up, people. Move a little faster. Uh, yeah, I. You know, uh, I I am sometimes this person. I can be that person. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah I think yeah.
3: everyone has been and will be at some time in their life. I don't. I don't know if I see a problem with going slow. Some people need to go slow.
4: Yeah, I mean, but it is helpful to be aware of the people around you. You, know, if there's, you. know, If somebody is stopped on the other side of the aisle, you might want to move a little faster past them so that you know, yeah, people can, can get through. Aisle etiquette. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just you know,
2: trying to be aware. Yeah, I think when I'm, for example, when I'm looking looking and I'm being deliberate and I'm being slow, I try to go as close to the center of the, of the aisle as I can. So if people want to get in and get what they need to do and get out, I'm on their way. That's good. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, well, and Costco also, well, sorry, I, maybe I shouldn't the have said that. The warehouse. The warehouse store also <laughs> has has this habit of moving things around.
3: Yeah, it's, you're, you're not guaranteed to find the same product in the same spot every time you go right, back. Because
4: they want you to be wandering around trying to find the thing you're looking for because you might find other things. Yeah. Purchase. So
2: I that definitely do uh, feel like perhaps sometimes, you know, all the these these type of you know, whether you had the herders, the rushers, the aisle blockers, um the sample hogs. Now, okay, though that it the sample hog doesn't bother me. All right, so it's the person who gives you that look like I beat you when they got the last sample. Oh, (laughs) that's unnecessary. The smugness, yes. That 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 will bother me. But I mean somebody that comes back three and four times. Yeah, that's not my problem
3: yeah. yeah i guess i don't care that they do but if i if i would like a sample i would like a sample and uh, if you're there if you're
2: there getting your 10th and you just got the last one uh, yeah, that's yeah let's
3: let cool. someone else i think the mm-hmm. one just going through here that that i have a problem with most anywhere in public is out of control children and the parents don't care
2: then there's two. Time, I mean, I, I'm a little more appreciative now that I have a child. Sure, uh, sure. But and, and we're pretty good about controlling her. But there are times where you have escape issues and whatnot. But and, uh, and you have
3: meltdowns. and yeah, You have got meltdowns. To, you got to take that.
2: Those are those are all fine and understandable. But, but the ones... you can also tell when people don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's sad. I'm sorry they hit you at the cart. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We'll, we'll uh, get a little bit more through this, and then uh, we've got a couple more weird news stories to round out your Friday. This is Friday Fun. I'm James Blind, along with Justin Mansfield and Sam Whittington, sitting in on the Georgine Rice Show on this fun Friday. We'll be back on 93.9 KPDQ.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast, it is aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: Welcome back, 93.9 KPDQ. The Georgine and James Blend, along with Justin Mansfield and Sam Whittington, sitting in for Georgine today, mm-hmm. and on behalf of our studio engineer Chris Williams, we appreciate each and every one of you listening today. And we're just going to wrap things up over the next few minutes. Uh, time to head into our Fridays as well. First of all, Sam, again, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us for Been a, couple a really hours. good time. I'm
3: I'm really happy to be here. feel uh, feel uh, real blessed that you guys asked me to just hang out with you for a couple hours and. We've been having some fun looking through some weird stuff.
4: Yeah, we really appreciate
2: you taking the time and spending it with us. Yeah, anytime. Well, we're talking a little bit about some of the uh some of the uh, shopping things that can get on some people's nerves and uh, one one of the thing that uh that uh, caught my eye is um the um the parking lot vulture. Now, These are the notices. ones
3: that wait for you.
2: Yes. And kind of roll around the parking lot. They're, they're they're not looking for a spot. They're looking for your spot. They're looking for the best spot. Mm-hmm. And, and that's any store this, this time of I'll year. As people, we're going I'll into And I'll see the people do season. this for a half hour when really 10 minutes you could have parked far away and walked in and be in the store already. Sure. They're wasting precious shopping time when they can be buying me a present. Um, and, um, you know, the... Um, the The reality of it is, is, park a little further away and hoof it, and it's it, you're going to waste less of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you can
3: tie it back into getting those steps in, Exactly. Too. So it's yeah, so you it's actually good for you. for you. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And my philosophy this time of year really is just the first spot I see, I, I yeah. just park. Yeah, it's it uh, saves so much
2: time. I mean, you you do get what I call Parker's remorse sometimes when you're 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 taking that long walk into the store. There's another spot I could have had. There's, There's a, a spot little. I could have had. That yeah. one's on the front row and then you're like oh, oh that one just opened. Oh, it was perfect.
4: But you know, if your work has a wellness program as part of your health uh, health coverage, uh, you get your steps in you for the day. your steps in yeah. and you know, might get a few extra Amazon bucks or something.
2: Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, you know, that's it's one of those uh, it's one of those things that you just can't you can't deny it. You can't deny it. The walking is powerful. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't I don't mind the the parkers remorse. Uh, I I've yeah, gotten over yeah, it most of the time but um you know there's some things i mean you know some things that definitely uh you know can get on your nerves and i think that the the um the big thing i always to remember is to try and be patient and lighthearted but it's certainly you know this is the type of time of year where pretty much all types of shopping and especially food shopping as it surrounds thanksgiving and christmas yeah mm-hmm. um there is extra patience required and i mean you know i know as as the parent of a toddler um, you know, that, uh, certainly, uh, you know, extra patience is re- required around me because that, that little girl takes a little extra time to get buckled in yeah. and by golly, she wants to do everything before she sits there and, uh, you have to convince her otherwise. Uh, but, um, the, the, the reality of it is, is that, uh, you know, for, for those of us that, uh that, that find the most fault in our fellow shoppers, I think kind of the, uh, the key is, um, you know, maybe when you get to the area of the big warehouse store that has mirrors, maybe take a little look see what you see. Yeah. And then, um, you know, um, if you're like me, you buy the mirror because you just broke it with your face. But uh, that's just me. <laughs> um, the, the 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 reality is, though, that um, it, it's a good time to find our inner patience and seek it. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things that does try your patience
4: though sometimes is when you go in this in this warehouse store to the food court that only has a few items on its menu. It's yes, not it's, like it's oh, you know it's not the cheesecake yeah. factory for crying out yeah. loud. You it's, don't
3: you don't have a book of a menu.
4: Right, exactly. There's, There's no quiz who at just, the end. They'll 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 stand there and stare at at the menu and uh, trying to figure out what what it is that they want. You know and uh, just,
2: it's only two types of hot dogs, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, even they don't even have that yeah, anymore. No, do they? there's just the one what hot
4: dog now. now. They got rid of the Polish dogs, and so uh, at least on some some locations they did. And so you just have the hot dog or the pizza or uh, the, the, the salad, pizza the pizza stick Caesar thing. Salad.
3: Do they still have that? No, I don't think they have okay. that anymore. Yeah, it's it's just been a while. slices
4: of pizza and, and the ice cream and soda. Right? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the soft serve and the and the soda, and they've had some salads and stuff that they've added now, I guess. But yeah, you know, not. Not a lot to choose from.
2: You can probably make up your mind fairly yeah.
4: quickly, I think.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things I think anytime it's an established I I admit I, I struggle um with the the when it's an established place with a long standing easy. It's like um, you know with like say five guys. Yeah. Um it's burgers people. It that's all they have is a burger and they have a hot dog and you pick some toppings and if you've been here more than once, kind of hope yeah. yeah, you you know but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just about showing a little bit more patience. But um, one thing that uh, doesn't seem to be a lot of patience for in the monkey community, apparently, these days. Oh, I when are I saw this, snakes.
3: when I when I saw this, uh, or I cobras, just, I should say cobras. Yeah, cobras, snakes. There's a lot of people who don't like snakes. I don't
2: blame you. They're pretty creepy creatures. Cobras uh, would be among those. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an I'm not an unfan of snakes. I'm not a fan of snakes. But I would say the cobras, the corals, the rattlers of the world—not the, yeah. the venomous. The yeah. venomous ones are bad.
4: Yeah, and the squeezy ones.
3: The squeezy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. don't want that. No. You don't. No. Want, you don't want them hugging you.
4: No. Right. Especially. Exactly. Yeah. I don't really want anyone, anybody anyone hugging me. Any with constrictor but... in the name. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So so this story came comes from India, and and I watched the video of it, and and I I've probably watched hit repeat a dozen times. A security camera outside an Indian temple captured the moment a wild monkey ran up to a snake charmer and stole his venomous cobra. The video that was filmed outside of a bar, bar, ban, bar, bankey. Boy, that's a hard one to to roll off the tongue. A uh, temple. Uh, shows the snake charmer removing his cobra from a basket as the monkey descends down the wall behind him. Next thing you know, the primate primate runs up behind him, grabs a cobra, runs right back up that wall with the snake in hand, and the snake charmer cannot believe what he saw. I, I think it's pretty common for you to see monkeys in India I think it's pretty common to see snake charmers, especially if there's a lot of people around. But this guy looked like that's the first time he had ever seen this cobra sn- being snatched out of his hand mm-hmm. by a monkey. And it, it kind of looked a little bit like, uh, imagine, imagine Spider-Man, the way this monkey ran down the wall and ran back up it, using the, the gutter system, if you will. It was spectacular, crazy. I was like,
4: uh, it was an Indiana Jones where you see the monkey like steals food out of somebody's hand yeah, or whatever, just, uh, just know, like that, so, but... something like that. But this, like, this monkey, did they think it was food? That's the big question. Like, ooh. like, like, oh, that looks really tasty. That cobra. I don't,
3: need, <laughs> you know, I I know monkeys do eat meat at times. It's not, you know, they're they're omnivores, so they they will eat a lot of different things. But I just don't know if they—they're like that's my friend, and I want to steal him back. And maybe they just went off into the Indian forest, and uh, maybe they're housemates now. Yeah, they got a little apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know kind of like the Odd Couple. Yeah, well, yeah, but of the Animal Kingdom. That's what I'm.
2: It, be. it sounds like it should be a TV show. The Monkey. In it the really film. does. Yeah. Yeah. The monkey in the middle? Is that what you're proposing? No, the monkey in the, <laughs> no, the, monkey and the cobra. Monkey oh, you, in the cobra. I thought you said the monkey in the middle. I was like, I <laughs> who else is in there? Yeah. A, 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 you know, a hedgehog or something? Oh. Yeah, it could be. Well, uh, as we're wrapping things up, I want to let you know that uh, coming up Monday on the show, the best of the Georgine Rice Show. On Tuesday, guest host Ron Amal from Transitional Youth. On Wednesday, we'll wrap up the election day, all the local and state and federal stuff. Uh, I'll be along with you, along with the guest uh, Jason Williams from Oregon Taxpayers, as well as other guests. Thursday, Joseph Anfuso sits in this chair from Forward Edge International, and longtime pastor Clark Tanner with Pastor Serve will be sitting in the chair next Friday. And again, uh, for those who want to check out Comedy Sports and find out uh, more about uh, uh, basically, a, a lifelong passion, if you will, for Sam. Yes, and, it uh, is, and something that uh, all of us get great enjoyment. Comedy dot com is yep. the website. And uh, Sam, thank you again so much for spending uh, your Friday afternoon. Thank you for afternoon. having me yeah, with, you, Sam.
3: with me. Thank you, uh, Justin and James. It's been a really
2: uh, a good afternoon. Thank you. Well, hopefully, we left uh, Friday fun in good shape for Georgine, and uh, you know she's not uh, left with stacks of emails of people complaining that oh my goodness, you ran it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Want to thank again Chris Williams for engineering the program today and um, for all of you listening have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the Georgine Rice Show on ninety-three point nine KPDQ.
1: Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show Podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at KPDQ.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at GRice Show and like us on Facebook.